do homewreckers. This time I'm the one laughing. <laughs> because I am convinced every screen is a touchscreen. And indeed, the new laptop that we got for recording is not a touchscreen. But my grubby little fingers are always touching it because half of our technology is touchscreen. Then we have a mouse that doesn't work. And then we have a touchscreen that doesn't work. And we have a touchpad. So that's why she's currently laughing because I'm a fucking mess. It's okay. She, she so. was just saying that she's nervous before all of our intros, and yeah. it's fine. It's totally a-okay. Only the intros. Once we get past the, like, hi, you're talking to, I don't know what. You don't do even you- know our intro? <laughs> okay, well, you know what? Welcome back to Tattoo Home Records, a podcast where we talk about tattoos, life, and everything in between. My name's Calista, and this is... Gaia. <laughs> and today we are talking about teenagers. Yes. Um, this is the second time we've recorded this. It is, because um, <laughs> once again, like I said, we got a new laptop, and mm-hmm. I didn't save the file properly, so then we didn't have it. So we are recording this the same day that we release it. Hey, shit happens, right? And yep. then, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to... Uh, you know, get ahead of gun on recordings. But you know what? It's life. Yeah. Welcome back. Let's just dive right in. Yep. We're talking about teenagers. Um, I know I didn't ask this the first time that we were recording, but I want to ask it now. Why did you want to talk about teenagers? Okay, so I want to talk about teenagers for a couple of things. And we're going to go ahead and get this joke right out of the <laughs> gate because everyone loves to give me a ton of shit because I love teenagers. Specifically, I love teenage girls. There you go. Enjoy your laughter. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. I don't like them like that. Weirdos. Um, but I also, I just feel like when it comes to a group of people that are very much misunderstood, mm-hmm. it is teenage girls. Along with teenage queers, absolutely. Teenage boys have their own sets of struggles. I absolutely understand that. Teenage anything has its own sets of struggles just because your brain is not done developing yet. And the world puts you in this horrible category where you're kind of an adult, kind of not. We're going to treat you like a child, but we're going to give you the responsibilities of an adult. It's an awful time. Mm-hmm. And I talk to a lot of parents when I'm tattooing. And I hear a lot. And I hear way more with teenage girls than yep. I ever do with teenage boys that they are ungrateful, that they're brats, that like... It's very seldom anything negative, and if, or I'm sorry, anything positive. And yeah. if it is positive, it's usually based off of their accomplishment and not who they are as people. Yeah. So as someone who does not have kids, we will start there. Neither one of us have human babies. No. Um, it, but I uh, know what it's like to be a teenager because I was a teenager. Right. Um, and also I talked to quite a few teenagers, not in a weird creepy way. You Fucking guys. Stop. <laughs> But in the fact that, like, we have um, employees that work for the shop that are still teenagers. Mm-hmm. And then I have, like, relatives yeah. and friends that have kids. And, yeah, so. that's the thing is, like, it it still applies to you even if you yourself, the listener, doesn't have a teenager mm-hmm. right now or doesn't plan on having a teenager. Like, I'm sure you know one. And, like, it's... Well, that kind of applies to why do you want to talk about teenagers? Oh, well, oh, yes. Um, I wanted to talk about teenagers, too, because I find that um, right now I'm in this process of they always talk about healing your inner child and never talk about healing your inner teenager. And Mm -hmm. there is so much like unpacked, like just trauma and just feelings um, that teenage me went through that I just have not unpacked yet. And I think it's so important for all of us to kind of go back into that state, unpack that shit, Mm -hmm. heal your inner teenager, because it'll make you a better person, a better parent, a better aunt, 
uncle, whatever. Yeah. To a better role model. Yes. Yes. And that's, that's kind of why I wanted to talk about them. And like you said, they're wildly misunderstood and it's so sad. And I'm really excited to talk about this episode because the first time we recorded it, this was before I had a session with one of my clients and um, she is a therapist and she mm-hmm. specializes in teenagers and she kind of talked about the science about it. Yep. Which and, is what, if you guys right. would have heard last time, that's mm-hmm. what I talked about. So um, I did a lot of talking, more so ranting about the science, which we'll get into that as well. Yes. But now it's nice because now Kelly's also caught up on that. Yeah, kind of. I mean, barely. So. I don't know as much as you do, but um, I want... How about you start off with the whole uh, pre-cortex thing? Because okay. my language is very... So <laughs> your frontal cortex is one of the last parts of the frontal brain cortex. to fully develop. <laughs> so the way that it works is that like you have synapses that are firing, obviously, mm-hmm. and um, you get white matter and gray matter. And as it solidifies, this is the last part, which is your logical side, the very front mm-hmm. logical side. It's... You're like, as you put it earlier, your stop and go button. It's yeah. Your like, okay, hold up. That's a bad decision. That mm-hmm. is not developed in a teenager. Right. So you have this combination of high hormones. Mm-hmm. The only other time that you're going to deal with that much hormonal like flux is going to be menopause. So we have this massive surge of hormones. Um, and one of the things about like that time is that we have more dopamine going through our bodies when we're teenagers than we ever do at any point in mm-hmm. like life, which is why that first romance is so sweet. That first kiss is so amazing. It's not because it's your first, because if you think about it, y'all ain't nobody good at kissing the first time around. Oh god. It's no. just that like and lots of first times are awful, but because we have such a high amount of dopamine, it seems amazing and euphoric and phenomenal. So We have this combination of we want to do high risk things because our peers are doing them. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it in the case of like, we are all descendants of defiant teenagers. That's it. (laughs) Because if they were not trying to push the boundaries for independence, they would never have left home. They Mm -hmm. would have never gone out and made a family of their own. Mm -hmm. So as much as like you're pissed off because you know a teenager and like they're just clapping back. They're just being sassy. They're fucking not. Mm -hmm. They don't know what's going on in their little brains. And honestly, give them some fucking grace because you were also a fucking teenager. And I guarantee you were worse than you were a member. Oh, yeah. Well, going back to the frontal cortex thing, um, that's like, you know, that's when they say you don't finish developing until you're 25. Mm -hmm. That is the part that. And so here's the thing. Like, you're still I'm still my shit is still not done developing. Nope. You know what I mean? But like, obviously, it's so much worse in your teenage Mm -hmm. years. And I think that's where I find it funny because like. Everyone's like, yeah, teenagers are the worst, but the second that you turn, like, 20, I mean, we're still technically going through those big influx of hormones, and we've had discussions like that before yeah. where, like, feelings, um, for me, are so big sometimes. They're yeah. huge. And then and, it like, gets so much easier the older you get, and yes. I think everyone mistakes that just for experience and doesn't ex- it mm-hmm. basically explain the fact that it's developmental. Like it's just science. Yeah. Like, the feelings get less big because the hormones start to subside and your frontal cortex is solid. It works. It's functioning. If you think about it like a muscle. Yes. If you have the rest of your brain is like up to par, it's going. Mm-hmm. So just like with working out, if I have really, really quad dominant legs Whenever I go to squat, I'm going to load my quads more than I'm going to load my glutes. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to keep getting stronger there. And that's all that's happening in a teenage brain is that the back portion of their brain, the like irrational, insane side, 
is stronger, so it's gonna keep winning. Yeah, all the emotions are gonna be huge. Yeah, and um, like what my you know what my therapist client had said, the way she described it to me was the fact that again you're. Uh, frontal cortex that's basically the brakes of your brain Mm -hmm. it's the brakes it's the stop button so when teenagers are described as you know doing stuff that is irrational and or like incredibly impulsive it's actually because they lack the brakes yeah to be able to stop and be like i shouldn't say that Mm because as an adult now i'm able to like i made a joke that like sometimes my stop button is overdeveloped (laughs) sometimes Mm -hmm. i wish my stop button wasn't like so predominant my brakes weren't so hard so that way i could just say what i needed to say and i'm getting better at finding that balance now but um teenagers they just don't have that and so when they clap back again it's not it's not because they genuinely want to either i mean don't get me wrong there are a few times where i clap back and i like meant it but like there were a lot more times when i was a teenager where i said shit that i wasn't like meaning to say and I highly regret yeah. it and I'm like oh well, why did I do that you know well I think that's it is that like we have to give that grace to that part of them that doesn't understand why they're doing that mm-hmm. because if you think about it, we give that grace to adults oh yeah and we also give that grace to small children mm-hmm. so if your child like if your toddler slaps you Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, no, you can't do that. Like, mm-hmm. don't do that. And you're still teaching. But for some reason, and I'm not saying your teenager should slap you, but if your teenager gets sassy with you, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they're like, oh, how could you act like that? Look at all the things I give you. All that crap of oh, like, yeah. let me guilt you into this instead of being like, hey, I understand that you are so frustrated and you do not know how to communicate what you're trying to get across here. Mm-hmm. But like, let's. Let's dial it back for a second. Let's take a breather so I don't lose my temper. And explaining to them that, like, adults also lose their temper. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And I, I love the way you said that we do give grace to people when – to adults when it happens then. Because mm-hmm. even even adults have outbursts. Oh. And then, you you know, you come back and you go, okay, well, that was a thing. And then they're yeah. like, yeah, sorry. And you're able to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the lack of having a conversation with teenagers that really, like, pushes, again, that agenda of, like – they're the worst. Yeah. they're not. They're yeah. not. I think that's the thing is there's this universal idea that they are the worst. Mm-hmm. And they feel it. Because if you think about the fact that, like, when we are really little, like, we are – our whole world is just us. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes us and our family. And then it slowly gets larger and larger and larger. Mm-hmm. And in your teenage years is when you develop this idea of this invisible audience. Mm-hmm. So it's when you become really self like conscious and self aware mm-hmm. to be like, oh no, people are judging me, people are watching me. And some of that is true. You know, we know that like bullying goes up in middle school and high school yeah. more so than it ever was in elementary school. So mm-hmm. that's why a lot of like the traumas that people have around like who they are themselves that come from bullying, it's from those middle school, high school years. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, we also have that idea that like we have this audience that everyone is watching us and judging us. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't ever go away. It's oh, just the older you get, the more right. used to that you are. And then what happens is that you talk to people. Like we hear comedians making comments all the time that your 20s are for this and your 30s are for that and your 40s are for that. Mm-hmm. And by the time you reach your 40s, you're in that place of like, I don't give a fuck. It's because you finally are able to let go of that invisible audience. But also it took you 30 fucking years. Yeah. So maybe... 
for those kids that are the very first time experiencing this invisible audience. Give them some t- grace. Yeah, patience, maybe be just be like, yo, that shit sucks. Well, if you think about it, they're in the, um, they're like in the center of the fucking tornado. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They're like right in the middle of the storm while you are just now getting out of the hur- hurricane. Yeah. You know, like you're on the and, outskirts, but they're yeah. right in the middle of it. And mm-hmm. it's so hard. And going, going back to that, I mean, like, there is always that saying of like, oh, well, like high school will be the worst. It won't it won't be like high school, anymore, you know, which like we already we kind of talked about it, like, you know, not recording um, how, you know, obviously high school culture is very toxic and it's given that reputation of being toxic because a lot of us have had the same experience. Mm-hmm. Again, we're going in. All of us are going in the middle of that storm, dealing with yeah. our own shit, hurting each other because we're kids and we don't know any better. Um, but that shit still goes into your adulthood unfortunately mm-hmm. so we need to get rid of the idea that like high school is that's gonna be that and the drama is gonna end there no yeah the it rest of your doesn't. life yeah yeah we were talking about this like one to for me one of the great parts about moving away from where i went to school is i don't have to run into anybody mm-hmm. so if i was a bitch to them i don't have to have those inner like awkward interactions of like Obviously, if I was a bitch to you in high school, I've done my, like, best to go and, like, individually apologize to people. Mm-hmm. I have had people over the years, like, come back and apologize for me. Um, mm-hmm. But then, you know, like we were talking earlier, I love the fact that I don't have to go to the store and run into people that I went to school with. Yeah. That, like, moments that were probably just a normal day for them were, like, these core memories of embarrassment and shame and trauma for me yeah so seeing them triggers that in me whereas they just think oh yeah gaia that was that girl that had spiked hair in school and wore jinkos Mm -hmm. but for me it's that like oh no i remember when this one person made a comment about this one thing i was wearing and it became a like horrible shaming moment I get flooded. And I have to run into those people, so it's great. Yeah, no, that's phenomenal. I mean, I'm I'm still in the same city that I grew up in and, you know, went to high school in, and it's hard because I, I don't know, for a while in my apprenticeship, like, I had genuinely disappeared because I was just too busy, if mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I just had too much shit going on, so I, like, hardly talked to my old group of, like, friends in high school, and recently I went out with them, which is super fun, um, which is great because that was a positive experience, but there are a lot of things where, like... I've been confronted with like, oh, fuck, like this person still exists. And Mm -hmm. like, that's when I started to realize like, wow, I have a lot of unhealed like trauma from high school because I do get flooded with the same feelings that I had when I was a teenager. And I think that's why I got so uncomfortable. And that's why now I'm like on this journey of unpacking things and like really trying to, I guess, heal inner teenage Callista because it's hard. Yeah. It's difficult. Like being perceived is hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially in high school. And I have no doubt that like, you know, the people I knew back then are like different. I would hope they are um, because I'm different and we've all grown up now. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that like any of that pain truly went away because if you don't process it, fun fact, that shit's still in there. Yeah. In your brain, just waiting to come out. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I think it's just hard. I I truly don't understand the whole, especially around teenage girls. I, I don't know if you get this a lot. I've had, like, male clients to me be like, yeah, I hope I never have a girl. Like, you know. That they well, yeah, it's that idea that having a daughter's harder Ugh, that so pisses me off. Stupid. And I'm like, um, first off, like. A kid's a kid. Like, you shouldn't treat your kids differently because of their gender. And I understand that we still live in an incredibly, like, patriarchal society that 
mm-hmm. treats kids differently based off of their sex and their gender. Mm-hmm. And that those are different things. But everyone says, oh, you were born with a penis. Okay, well, you're a boy and you're going to act these specific ways. And then it's the same thing. And that's where they think like, oh, I hope I never have a daughter because like I don't want men to like look at her or treat her the way I treated like. I get pissed Girls. too because a lot of the time it's like no, but like what if my what if my daughter is like you know sleeping around and I'm like why the fuck is that even a what if your son's sleeping around why the fuck is that a concern mm-hmm. to you it's just fucking annoying yeah whatever <laughs> well I think it's it goes also back to the idea that people think that all teenagers are only pursuing sex because adults especially right. in this culture this culture um very much commodified i can't say that fucking word now um like it takes sex and says hey we're gonna make this it's that puritanical belief that we're gonna make this a commodity Mm -hmm. so we are gonna punish you for thinking about it we're gonna make you pay for it though so the very fact that like people pay to see pictures of me is ridiculous Mm -hmm. thanks for anyone that does i appreciate it but like (laughs) also y'all know it's just a place of chaos Um, but the very fact that, like, people will pay just to see, like, a picture of your boobs Mm -hmm. because we cannot live in a world that's like, hey, bodies are just bodies and they're allowed to just be bodies. Mm -hmm. But we think that everything is about sex. So we think, like, oh, you hug someone for one second longer than I think is appropriate. You must be thinking about sex. And Mm -hmm. we do the same thing with kids when, like, your 12, 13, even 14 year old is not out there like, yo, let me figure out how I can fuck. Like, they're not. They're still very much children, but everyone says, oh, they're teenagers, so that's the only thing they're thinking about. When it's like, no, you if you just have real conversations, you can be like, oh, you're probably not there. Yeah. and If you listen, actually listen to them and their friends when they're talking about, like, her little boyfriend or her little girlfriend, they're not thinking about, like, boyfriends and girlfriends in the terms that we think of boyfriends and girlfriends, where it's like, okay, so you guys are, like... In a committed relationship. No, it's all play pretend. Mm -hmm. But parents especially have this hard time because they are in that world of protection Mm. and always catastrophizing it all to be like, this is the worst case scenario, which is part of being a parent. Right. But it also means like giving that grace to be like, yeah, but like, is your kid actually sexually active? Yeah. Being able to let go of that, like also that weird I mean, I get it. The transition is really hard because you're getting to know your kid as mm-hmm. a completely... Your kid is truly developing their personality. Yeah. And when they're younger, aka preteen years, you know, they're not... They don't have that individual mm-hmm. mindset yet. It, they... I feel like a lot of the times they haven't, like, really developed their whole personality yet. You'll get whispers here and there for sure. But, like, when they're a teenager, then they really start exploring facets of their personality. They Absolutely. really go through... That's why, like... Everyone's like, oh, well, it could be a phase. It could not be a phase. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, I, like, delved into exploring what it was like being, like, a really girly girl. Like, a brat doll. And, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, here and there I do enjoy being more feminine. Here and there I, I'm starting to enjoy being more, like, masculine. But, like, I, um, parents need to let go of that, like, resistance, you know? And I think that's one of the things that my mom did really well was there was no resistance whenever I was changing my look or doing anything like that. It was just like, okay, well, that's how she wants to dress now. Well, I think it's also just generally rude, this whole concept of like, okay, well, that's just a phase. Mm -hmm. Because like I had that even Mm -hmm. like what I started coloring my hair at 12. Mm -hmm. 
and everyone's like, oh, you'll change your mind. That's just a face. One day you're going to look back at these pictures and be so embarrassed. Like, you know what? That's such a rude thing to yeah, say, too. it's fucking rude. <laughs> it's so You know rude. what, Karen? I think one day you're going to look back on your fucking bleach blonde hair and your massive chunky highlights mm-hmm. and be like, wow, you should be embarrassed. No, I still dress the fucking same. Mm-hmm. In so many ways, we went to the store earlier and so many fashions that I wore in middle school and high school are coming back. Mm-hmm. Genuinely stoked. I was, I, we were talking about the fact that I don't understand where people are like, oh my God, I can't believe that's coming. Bitch, I am stoked. I get to like refresh my closet with all of my like favorite styles. Yes, please. Yeah. I think- so stop assuming everything is a phase. Well, for me, it's like one day, dude. Karen, one day, Karen, you're going to look back on like these photos or like look back on the people who are out there going through air quotes phases and you're going to wish that you explored a little bit Mm -hmm. more. You know, you're going to wish that. I mean, shit, there's there's a reason why like women a lot of the times when they get into their like 70s and Mm -hmm. 80s start getting tattooed for the first time and coloring their hair. Yeah, because they finally have permission. Yeah, because they feel like, oh, shit, you know what? I... I don't fucking care. I'm going to fucking do this. It's my mm-hmm. life. And like, here's my goal is to make sure that I, I'm not trying to like speed out of the hurricane per se, but I am trying to get closer to that goal of just being in peace with like, this is my life and this is how I'm going to craft it and getting rid of that audience. Yeah. And it is hard for sure. Absolutely. Well, I mean, but... even when you talk about like your high school days, mm-hmm. you'll talk about how like you thought people didn't like you. But yeah. then if I talk to people you went to high school with, Everyone fucking loved you. It was so funny. Oh, oh did we lose audio? Or we video? just lost video, so we will be right back, y'all. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, and we'll be back in just one second. This episode is brought to you by Captain Callista's Fish Sticks. Are you tired of fish sticks being made out of one type of fish? Or worse yet, not knowing the fish your fish stick is made out of? Well, here at Captain Callista's, we offer our fish sticks in a multitude of fish flavors for your sophisticated palate. Our fish sticks include whale, seal, manatee, sea cucumber, sea turtle, and 100% white meat starfish. Visit your local grocery store and ask for Captain Callista's fish sticks today. Hi. Hi. We're back. (laughs) Okay. So we were talking about Callista having, um, like, your perception of people not liking you in high school. Yes. uh, Yeah. We were indeed talking about that. I, um... I had convinced myself in high school that, like, I was just the fucking worst, and I don't know. I I had really low self-esteem in high school, um, as I think a lot of us did, Mm -hmm. and it's so funny because I was hanging out with um, some of my old, again, the old high school group that I hung out with, and um, one of them was all like, yeah, we were just making jokes and talking about how we're all, like, menaces to society, and she was just like, yeah, I mean, Callie, you've always been, like, super sweet, or... And then I, I like, I had to take a moment and I looked around and I said, who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, you were always sweet. I said, who? Who are you talking to? And she's like, you. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I I don't know. I just, like, had it convinced in my brain that, like, I was just the fucking worst person. Just the worst. Well, I think that's, like, we all tend to do that with, like, our teenage years. Mm-hmm. And just, like, I think a lot of people are harder on themselves than they 
like should be and especially looking back because that's where the invisible audience comes in of like oh no everyone hated me and I'm like I fucking doubt that Mm -hmm. no and I think that's also where like having some space between like teenage years and like high school and middle school and stuff Mm -hmm. because like for me middle school was definitely harder than high school Mm -hmm. so like that was my time where it was like a lot of like struggle yeah um but by the time high school came around it was just like whatever like it was just a, I don't know, like a prison sentence at that point. Because I really did believe the, like, cool, I'm going to get out of this place. I'm not going to fucking see these people anymore. Mm-hmm. And I did not realize that life is always going to be full of people that you can't stand. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, because I mean, believed who, that. Yeah. Absolutely. That lie that, like, oh, yeah, after high school, like, it's totally fine. And yeah. it is to a certain degree because, like. Yeah, you have to, like, work with people you don't like, and you have to right. be on the road with people you don't like. You're in, like, grocery stores with people that you want to, like, punch in the face. Yeah. But you at least, as an adult, can, for the most part, a lot of times remove yourself. Where, like, yeah, when you are a teenager, you're stuck. You're stuck in that same lunchroom with that jackass. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know about you, but, like, I heard it a lot. Like, you know, my teenage years, like, any turmoil that, like, me and my mom had. Mm-hmm was very much based on like okay well that's your relationship with her you need to fix that Mm. instead of being like you're a child she's an adult how about she addresses that absolutely she's the one with the fully formed brain yeah you know like only one of us here has a fully formed brain and i think that like that's another one of those things that like teenage years are really tough with that because oftentimes when you make a small mistake it's seen as a massive mistake Because I'm sure you've heard this before where it's like, oh, well, this is going to affect the rest of your life. Y'all, if you're a teenager and you're in school, grades are not that big of a deal. Just pass. Yeah. Just fucking pass. Unless you are going to college and you need a scholarship, just pass your fucking classes. Yeah. And the whole, I mean, shit. I I don't know what it's like in other states. Obviously, I've only gone to school in Nevada. Um, But like the whole AP thing was just bullshit. Like oh, the honor yeah. classes. Were, they were complete just bullshit. Oh, yeah. Because, like, a bunch of colleges will make you retake those classes anyways. Yeah, most colleges will. Yeah. I took those classes. So I got stuck on that loop in middle school. Mm. I took classes in middle school that were supposed to count towards high school credits. Mm. They fucking didn't. Right. Then I still, because I was dumb and fucking believed them, was like, okay, I'm going to take AP classes and I'm going to bust my ass. And I worked so hard. And then I got to college and they're like, no, ma'am. I, you know you what? You need to take all those again. I applaud myself as a, as a sophomore because in so- my, I think my sophomore year of high school, I was taking a bunch of more honors classes than I wasn't. And after mm-hmm. sophomore year, I was like, I'm not doing that again. If I'm going to take an honors class, it's just going to be what I'm good at. Yeah. And it's just going to be one. And it was just English. And then I said regular classes for the rest of the time because it was so much stress for me. Um, not only just like, I was, I mean, shit, we were teenagers and we were already dealing with like all the emotions ever, but like added on to that was just like the academic stress of like, oh fuck, these classes are a lot more intense. Like there's a lot more to put in and I just didn't think it was worth it. So I just didn't do it. And lo and behold, that ended up paying off. Yeah. Cause it's not <laughs> fucking worth it. Yeah. No, like for sure. Obviously, you know, do well in school, but like, yeah, definitely, I mean, shit, that was such a scam. Why did we pay so much money to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Pay so much money to get into those tests. And for what? For what? They ended up not even, like, really, you know, getting you out of any other classes. Like, Nope. Yeah, total yeah, bullshit. Yeah, you worked your ass off just to be in the same classes as everyone else. Yeah, no, for sure. And I I always hear this, too. Um, we're we're going to kind of uh, circle back to the whole idea that, like, you know, high school culture it still kind of follows 
Um, I mean, there's a reason why a bunch of people, when drama goes down into their lives, they're like, what is this high school? Mm-hmm. Because it, it is forever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like it, Genuinely. Yes. It's forever. You're going to deal with those people forever. And I think the only solace I can give is that obviously if it gets bad enough, you can remove yourself. Whereas Mm -hmm. like I got really like bullied in school a lot. Mm -hmm. I know it's hard to believe because I'm so cool now, (laughs) but I was before my time. People did not appreciate me at that point. Yeah. You're truly ahead. Um, Yeah. I was just like, just cruising, you know, with my Johnny Bravo look over here. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, that, like, you can, at least as an adult, like, you're able to remove yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, like, nah, bitch, it's pretty much the same. The only, like, solace I can give is that, like, genuinely, once you're past your mid-20s, especially if you're doing your mental work, life is so good. Yeah. Y'all, that's, so good. Again, that high stress on, like, again, that's only if you're doing the work mm-hmm. upstairs. And yeah. by doing the work, I mean, like, truly understanding, like, who you are as a human being, trying to be mm-hmm. as authentic as possible, and just, I don't know, doing your best to mature and come into adulthood as gracefully as possible. I mean, shit. But by mature, she doesn't mean rush through it. Like, no. explore, like, all facets. If you're like, you know what, I want to try, you know, dressing super femme. I want to fucking cut all my hair off. Anything you want to fucking do, do it. Mm-hmm. And every person that tells you that one day you're going to look back on those photos and, like, regret whatever body modification you did to yourself, mm-hmm. fuck them. If yeah. they want to live their life with regrets, cool, that's on them. Because if I'm being completely honest, there's maybe, like, three photographs that I look back and I'm like, what the fuck? And that was literally just because, like, my parents give me a bowl cut. Oh, like, my God. <laughs> yeah. That was just terrible. And that's on them, dude. Yeah, that's sure. on the hairstylist I went to and my mom for being like, yeah, you're going to look awesome. It's French. Literally had a bowl cut. Yeah. Like, <laughs> look like a pencil. Um, It was terrible. That's about it. Everything that I decided. Yeah. Always. Still, I look back and I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Good job, you. You were like living your authentic life. Yeah, that's my thing. And like, it does, again... It does get easier. I mean, the drama clicks are still a very real oh, thing yeah. in the adult world. It's still very in real. In a gym, in a workplace. Any, Yeah, and people will always, there will always, always, always be some kind of, like, invisible hierarchical structure mm-hmm. that people are trying to follow. And it is up to you on whether or not you choose to play the game anymore. And I think that's the thing is, like, that's the biggest thing that has set me free in my early 20s is choosing not to play the fucking game. Yeah. Removing myself from, again, like this popular, invisible popularity contest. But I think contest. it's being aware that there is a game because I think mm-hmm. that's the problem. Like I was aware by high school, which is why high school didn't bother me mm-hmm. because I had friends that had graduated and like my boyfriend all throughout high school wasn't in school. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I was like, cool, like this shit ends. Yeah. So I didn't play the game. And then as an adult, I'm very much like, I'm not playing this game with you. Like, I'm running my own race. And, you know, and so, like, being aware that it is a game. But also, like, for parents out there, being aware that when your kid is in school, they don't have a choice. They have to play the game. Yeah. Just like you play the game at work. I guarantee that Nancy, one office over, who's got the laugh that you want to fucking, like, just shove knives in your ears if you have to listen to one more time. Your kids are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, the same frustrations you have, but amplified. Because they are feeling everything bigger at that point. And try your best to not just look back on your teenage years and be like, oh, my God, I was so good. You 
You know you weren't. You know that, like, it was just as hard. Remember how many times you cried yourself to sleep because you could not figure out why you called your best friend fat? Because she's not fat. And you didn't mean it, but you said it. And now you feel so guilty. And no one's giving you the language to know how to apologize Mm -hmm. because that's something that most people don't learn until they're adults. Mm -hmm. So instead of punishing this, like, baby brain... Mm -hmm. And then having to, like, deal with the repercussions of that. Maybe just give them more examples of, like, dude, when I was in school, it it sucked. And I'm sure it's not much better for you. Honestly, it's probably worse because you have social media. Yeah. Because at oh least I didn't God. have fucking social media. Dude, it was, yeah, it was fucking rough. Like, so much pressure. Again, it, um, I think growing up with social media really did amplify the idea of an invisible yeah. audience. But it, it was so much worse because it gave you numbers. Yeah, to say that. See. Well, I think with the problem with social media is you don't, A, you can't just not have social media, like mm-hmm. in this day and age. No. Unless you just want your kid to be, like, ostracized. Well, I mean, now it's also considered a red flag, right? Like, after mm-hmm. seeing that movie fucking Fresh with Sebastian Stan in it, yeah. now I don't trust a motherfucker. I used to be like, oh, I love it when guys don't have social media. No, now I'm like, I don't trust you. Yeah. Are you a serial killer? Super Who the weird. fuck are you? Yeah. So, like, well, and you can't be a teenager without it, but then now it isn't an invisible audience. It's yep. an actual freaking audience. Yes, and you get numbers. You yeah. get data correlating mm-hmm. to how popular you are, yep. how wanted you are, whatever the fuck, yeah. you know what I mean, how accepted you are. And, like, and you don't have the tools mentally to deal with that. Yeah. So as a, like, parent or a role model or somebody who knows teenagers, it's your job to basically be their support team. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. You're, they're just there to amp them up and be like, hey. I got you. Yep. This sucks. I promise. Like, especially like when we first started and you were 19 and everything was massive. Mm -hmm. And I would just be like, I I swear to God, it does get easier. Mm -hmm. Like how big all of these motions are. They, they go down. They dampen. And I was still like, I mean, even as a 19 year old, I would still say I was like on the upper percentage of like people who are more emotionally intelligent, but I was still, I was still figuring it out. And I, we talked about this in our first episode. Um, how difficult it was like when I was a teenager I I would know that I was upset and I would know that I felt icky but I wouldn't be able to tell you if I was angry if I was feeling betrayed if I was sad or if I was horny I genuinely would have but I would know that I felt some type of way and you know how hard it is like being coherent but not at the same Mm -hmm. time because you don't have the language exactly and also just you were flooded like You're getting flooded as a teenager. You're basically just talking to a human being who is constantly overstimulated, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yes, and that's so a great way to put it. Yeah, don't punish them for that. And I know it's hard, but, like, again, if you're ever dealing with, like, any kind of strife with a teenager that you know, just, you know, sit back and realize, like, okay, which one of us has the more developed brain in this situation? <laughs> only, yeah, and those, like, when it comes to parents and teen, only one person's a fucking adult. Mm-hmm. Stop blaming the child. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, like that, it drives me absolutely bonkers. And I'm not saying that they can just commit murder and do anything and be insane. Mm-hmm. But I think that just looking at stuff as an educational time frame mm-hmm. is going to be the best thing to do. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Is just to like give them grace. So my one last question for you as we wrap up this oh, episode sure. is if you could give 16 year old you any advice, what would it be? Okay, mine's going to sound shallow right now, if I'm going to be shallow. Um, I would tell her, girl, keep drawing. Because I think one of the biggest regrets I had was I stopped drawing because it wasn't the cool thing to do. And that's really sad to me. Yeah, it was such a big part of my life. Yeah. So I would tell her to 
keep drawing um and that things get will get easier yeah mm -hmm. what about you um i would tell her dude stop worrying about school <laughs> I swear to God, it's not that big of you a deal. You lost so many hours um, of sleep and yeah, you cried so the, many tears like, over I tests. <laughs> worked so hard. Yeah. And um and like eventually I do want to go back to school to get my doctorate, but mm -hmm. like I don't know, school now just doesn't seem that fucking serious. Yeah. And so I would just be like, you know what? I if you fucking fail something, it's okay. You are not a failure and failing is part of life. I love that. And that, like, it means nothing. It just means that, like, maybe you were tired. Maybe that subject is fucking stupid. Yeah. Because there's t so much shit that we spend time worrying about as teenagers mm -hmm. when it comes, especially for me for school, oh, was for sure. awful. Because I was dealing with being, like, really heavily bullied and then trying to be a perfect student so mm -hmm. I could earn my parents' love. Mm -hmm. And so I think that I would just be like, hey, you know what? You're really fucking cool. Mm -hmm. And in 10 years, people are going to fucking, you don't know about social media yet because it doesn't exist, six-year-old Gaia. Mm -hmm. But by the time you hit 26, you're going to talk to a bunch of people that you went to school with. And the whole reason why they didn't talk to you is because they were intimidated. And Crazy. that is going to be an ongoing problem for the rest of your life. <laughs> but here's the thing. You're fucking cool. Yes, I would and tell I would that just to 16-year-old Callista as well. She yeah. needed to hear that for sure. Yeah. For sure. So, um, yeah, if you guys want to give us a shout, we would love to hear what you would say to 16-year-old you and, like, what struggles you had. Mm -hmm. We're probably going to come back and do another episode on teenagers um, as we do a little bit more, like, diving within ourselves to heal our own wounds. Mine is 12-year-old Gaia always. For sure. Mine um, is 16, 17-year-old Callista. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Those were tough years for you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so we would love to hear what you guys have to say to your 16, 17, or, you know, 12, 13, whatever, your old self. We love you guys, and we will see you guys next week. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> the wrong button every time. <laughs>